You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 1, Episode 7, titled The Lab. Story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. It's finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Today we drop in on the man who started it all, a rising star in his field, a highly respected scientist among his peers. Dr. Robertson grapples with the uncertainty of repeated failures in his work. He hopes that tonight will bring a much needed boost of success to his efforts, but nothing can prepare him for how the next few hours of his life are going to unfold. Uh, it had been like 40, 40 hours since I last slept in my bunk. I, I couldn't even remember the last time I, I left the cramped confines of the lab. I, I looked as though I had wandered in from, from four days lost in the woods, and uh, I, I, I smelled every bit as badly as you might imagine a person suffering from two days without a shower would be. Uh, and, and, and I was getting crankier by the second. It was not my habit to work uh, in marathon shifts like this, but my, my superiors had, had grown less and less forgiving of the, uh, the shortcomings of the research, you know. Delays were not well received, and even on a, a, on a highly experimental project like this, positive results were anticipated regularly. Um, you know, th- there was a timeline and an expectation that established project deadlines be met, period. There were no exceptions, no excuses, you know? Never mind that, that you could not put a realistic schedule on groundbreaking research, you know, like the work I was doing. There was no timeline in existence for innovation or discovery. The, uh, the things that they were asking for you know, had, had simply never, never been done before, <laughs> you know? And, and some of it hadn't even been tried prior to now. Uh, but there... There wasn't even a close comparable project that could be used, you know, to to establish a reasonable benchmark schedule. Uh, It it was an impossible job, under the worst kind of pressure and less than ideal conditions, for sure. Working for the military uh, can be a real bitch sometimes, Uh, you know, but when you're desperate for work, (laughs) this, this is where the good paying work can be found. Back on Earth, Dr. Jack Robertson had, had uh, studied biochemistry as an undergraduate before going on to medical school. 
and I had hoped, you know, in those naive days to, to one day play a role in, in curing, you know, a few of the epidemic diseases which had, had plagued mankind throughout its history, you know? And, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there, there wasn't much funding in pipe dreams these days. Uh, profits were hard to come by while curing a third world epidemic, you know? Uh, those, those profits could be found elsewhere, and that's... That's where the collective energy of the science community often found their focus. Always follow the money, you know? <laughs> uh, prospective employers uh, you know, also wanted to see results, and, and more importantly, wanted to see those profits, right? Lots of profits, you know, materialize quickly. Uh, after all, you know, there's a... There's a great deal more money in treating a lifelong disease uh, rather than, than curing it. It was a sad reality of the business end of medical progress, and, uh, and it was the great barrier to well-intentioned medical researchers everywhere. Um, not, not, not to mention the, the detriment of all humankind. <laughs> After pursuing a couple of you know, lowly entry-level jobs at pharmaceutical companies, I found myself saddled with debt from, from college loans, you know? I was, I was unemployed uh, and without much hope and, uh, and direction for my future. It was not the life that I had expected, but, you know, I, I didn't have much choice but to you know, play the cards which were dealt to me, you know? My parents, both tenured professors at a prestigious university, were, were supportive, but uh, they, they had difficulty hiding their disappointment over my uh, perpetually stalled career. They had expected, they had expected much better of me, you know. I was, after all, you know, their offspring. <laughs> you know, it, it was inconceivable that, that I would not achieve the pinnacle of success in their chosen field and in mine. <laughs> I, I was a complete and total embarrassment to my family, and they, they took less and less care in hiding that fact as the, uh, as the years dwindled on. Absent any obvious opportunities for a speedy career advancement, you know, I... I did what any young, enterprising medical marvel, you know, would, would do in my position. Um, <laughs> I followed the money, you know. <laughs> I, I went to work uh, developing weapons for the military. Uh, and it was not the life-saving work that I, I dreamed of. You know, may, maybe by killing some bad you know, people, I reasoned that I, that I could save lives, you know, of some of the, the good people somewhere else, you know. At least that, that's how I, I justified it to myself. Uh, at, at any rate, I, I found myself fighting exhaustion and trying to keep off from dozing off in my laboratory after hours upon hours of, of tedious, you know, re repetitive, uh, not, not to mention you know, just mind-numbing, monotonous work. And the, uh, you know, the, the, the work itself wasn't too bad if you... You know, discount the super-secret location and, and overbearing and, and always changing military commanders, always looking over your shoulder. Uh, after all, I, I had access to the most modern and up-to-date medical research equipment, you know? Nothing but the, the highest quality and the latest generation of equipment uh, had been used in assembling my secret lab. Uh, everything was state-of-the-art or better, you know? or it did not come anywhere near this project. Uh, everything in my lab had been new, straight out of the packaging, uh, from the manufacturer, right, when I, when I arrived on my first day. Setting up the lab had been a real pain. Uh, 
But, but you know, I, I, did, I did like having everything arranged just as I preferred it. The lab was, was truly mine, you know, even, even if it were completely government-issued. Uh, and, and even if I, I could only work on the projects they demanded of me. And, uh, and I, was, I was trapped in deep space, that, that too. I yawned as widely as the bank of sparkling machines whirred and spun before me, my tired eyes continuing to scan the monitors that were blinking with a seemingly endless stream of numbers and data. I, I really only kept an eye on them out of pure you know, habit. Uh, <laughs> there was no way that, that a, a normal person could possibly take on the, 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 all the information, you know, just zooming across the screen in, in any meaningful way. You know, that... That, that was why they had computers, you know? Otherwise, the, the computations and data collection would, it would take years on a, on a complicated project like this. But uh, my powerful computer system could do the, the same in minutes. And, you know, once it was finished running, it was, uh, it was amazing, you know? I was resentful of being here right now. Comfort, you know, being a, a, rel- a relative term. Maybe I could be chatting up that cute intern arrival in A-Sector. <laughs> I, I had caught her gaze a few days ago, and it, it lingered there for a, for a few moments you know, more than normal, you know? The young new arrivals were, were like money in the bank for me. I, I always knew the right things to say, and, and at just the right times. And, uh, I mean, and let's face it, you know, options were pretty, pretty limited out here. If I timed it perfectly, I could get to know the girl, you know, and then set my trap and spring it just before they rotated out, you know, and then there would be there would be tears and promises to stay in touch, but I <laughs> I, I had no interest in ever ever uh, following through. <laughs> you know, find your target, aim, score, rest and repeat, you know, keep it simple. Maybe there was a chance for a normal life once this was all over and I was I was back in you know, natural gravity, but. Uh, for now, I just I just needed the occasional interstellar hookup to, to get by, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, right about now, I should I should turn up the heat on on that experiment instead of you know running this one for the hundredth time. If I if I weren't stuck in here, that is. I I found even the the dregs of forced intimacy preferable to another damn experiment that was so so sure to fail, you know, as, as they all had. I frustratingly reminded myself that I was I was only in this huge mess because I had made a fatal and an ironic turn of phrase in this case uh, miscalculation uh, while preparing the last batch of uh, experiments. All of the last test runs had been had been useless, you know, and it took me two days of nonstop working in the lab just to just to find the initial error in the first place. Uh, much much less actually make the correction and then you know complete all of the work again. Uh, this was. This was not going well. So far, none of my theories have led to any successful test runs. Uh, n- not even close, in fact, you know. <laughs> the results had been less than stellar since I, uh, since I started working six months ago, and the, the big bosses were not happy. It wasn't quite you know, jettisoned out of the airlock time yet, but uh, I, I had the feeling that things would escalate quickly if there wasn't some sort of breakthrough uh, in the imminent future. You know, this time, I, I needed to get it right, you know, so I was working overtime to try and make up for the lost time, right? Uh, you know, there were, after all, you know, imaginary work schedules to maintain. Uh, th- there were people who needed killing, and apparently the old traditional poisons uh, you know, didn't do the trick anymore. 
why is it that we always had to be coming up with better ways to kill people and worse ways for them to die? I just followed orders. A few months ago, I had gotten a little dose of bravery, and I put in a request for an additional lab technician you know, to help move things along a little faster. It didn't go anywhere. In fact, if you stood really still, I swear that I could hear my supervisor still laughing at the suggestion that more help was needed. No amount of logic or pleading my case went anywhere. It's strange, right? For an operation with seemingly no credit limit on resources. Uh, anyway, I, I remained a, a one-man show. Uh, you know, now hopelessly over budget, uh, undermanned, and, uh, and out of time. Ho hopefully I wasn't headed out the airlock. Uh, not only was I stuck here until I successfully completed my mission, but I, I really couldn't bear the thought of spending one more day in, in military servitude than, than was absolutely necessary. True, I, I had been paid well enough that a, a comfortable life could be built you know, nearly anywhere in the near future. Th there was enough money stashed away to find a position suitable for my particular genius and superior skills. <laughs> hopefully hopefully the, uh, the, the next adventure will, will come with the aim of uh, uh, helping people instead of, um, instead of killing them. Dare to dream. I leaned back heavily in the chair as the seconds ticked by, just barely, you know, able to keep my my heavy eyelids from closing. Finally, giving in to the unrelenting fatigue, my my eyes fought a losing battle to maintain consciousness and could will themselves to stay open no longer. <laughs> my my eyes closed and my mind relaxed for the first time in nearly two days as I as I drifted off quietly to sleep. The machines of death. You know, just whirring along in the background of my, my surrendering slumber. <laughs> After what seemed like mere moments, I was awakened rudely and, and suddenly by the, the beeping of all the machines as it, as it suddenly finished its work. Still groggy and, you know, wishing desperately for a reprieve from, uh, from his involuntary workathon, I, I reached inside the containment unit and retrieved his samples. As I moved across the lab, though, I, uh, I turned just a, a little too quickly and caught the sleeve of my, my lab coat on the edge of the desk. The sample tray went, went flying through the air, uh, landing in a, a symphony of breaking glass and, and split sample tubes. Uh, I, I stared at the crash on the floor as wisps of vapor began rising from the pile of broken glass. Oh my god. Before I could even fully register what had just happened, I, I could feel my chest begin to tighten. Immediately, I, I struggled to breathe as my, my lungs instinctively constricted and, and then the muscles in my throat began to close. And I, I reached back to steady myself on the desk as, as, as a dark trickle of blood began to trail from, from my left eye. And I, I glanced frantically from the, the mess of, of shattered samples to the computer and, and back again as I, as I felt my pulse begin to rise and, and sweat form quickly on my forehead. And, I could feel my heart begin to beat uncontrollably in my chest as the chemicals completed their, their total invasion of my body. Dr. Dr. Jack Robertson, a PhD in chemistry and professed good-ish guy, took an unsteady step forward and I collapsed to the floor in a, in a heaving mess of pain, blood, and convulsions. I was dead the moment the vials of poison hit the floor. It took less than 30 seconds to take my otherwise previously healthy body 
and all its natural defenses down. My last coherent thought was to try and activate the alarm and quarantine the lab containing you know, the accidental release. And I may have thought about it, but I had lost all control of my body. I had no chance of making my way to the control panel by the exit door. I, I lacked even the ability to move my eyes to the panel. Someone would find my body here in the morning at the shift change. They would, they would meet a similar fate. I had condemned all who entered this space to certain and painful death. It's, it's unfortunate that I, I didn't maintain enough mental awareness in my final moments to, to enjoy the irony of the situation. Uh, I, I had finally succeeded. Almost instantaneous incapacitation and, and death of the, the test subject had occurred when exposed to the toxin in an enclosed environment. <laughs> Mission accomplished, Doctor. <laughs> well done. Mission accomplished? Indeed. As Dr. Robertson lies dead on the laboratory floor. His colleagues who will find him at the shift change are already dead men walking. His late night breakthrough and the discovery of his lifeless body and the toxin that killed him will doom every last soul on this station. That's it for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. Hello, Belters. You've been listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. I'm series creator Jason Nitch, and I want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click the link to become a patron of our show and join us on Patreon. Or go to my website at www.jasonnitch.com slash next episode to find out how you can help keep the stories from the Outer Rim coming. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jason Nitch. And visit beyondthebeltpodcast.com for all the latest information about the series. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time on Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim.